Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about mental health and mindset around physical and activity in youths, teenagers. Yeah, it's a very different episode today. Uh, we've been asked by a um, elective, like a fitness elective in year eight and nines to go through and answer some questions. So we've combined them all uh, together and around the topic of mental health and mindset. So we're going to give this, I guess, podcast today a little bit informal and just some information that we wish we had when we were in year eight and nine, which is a long time ago now. <laughs> To be 13 or 14 oh, again, I mean, honestly, <laughs> what a prob- time. Your problems when you were 14 year- years old, right? Like they seem so big at that age and because they are, um, but it's so funny to be looking back now and, and thinking about ourselves when we were that age, especially when it comes to these topics like mental health and mindset. There was no discussion when we were 13 and 14 about mental health and mindset. It was still very taboo, right? Yeah, so it's really cool that this awesome teacher has reached out and, you know, said, hey, I I wish I had a platform like you guys to reach out to when I was younger. We thought Mm. that was so nice and we definitely feel the same. I mean, when we were 13 and 14 or even a little bit older, it's not like you could just message someone that was Mm. on TV and say, hey, can you help me with this? So it's really nice to be able to use this platform to talk to all kinds of people, but Mm. then to know that we're impacting schools like... Like we are just, it's oh, its just so nice to know that we can actually mm. have an impact in the curriculum that's out there. Obviously, Luke being a teacher for a very long time, um, he made his mark in schools and I've presented at some schools before as well in Melbourne. Um, but it's just always has a soft spot in my heart when I know that we're talking to the younger generation mm. because that's how we can impact what's up and coming. It's just yeah. awesome. Yeah, I completely agree, right? Because, yeah, podcasts, right? They were like not even a thing. Um, Any sort of information that you got access to in school was just through a textbook. There's no way a podcast would have been brought up to to listen to. So not only are you guys incredibly lucky, but even the electives these days, right? Like all we got was just like PE and health, right? There was no sort of different sorts of electives or classes where I went to school. It might be different where you went, Danny, (laughs) but there was no sort of you know, electives like what you guys are doing, where you're writing your own assignments, how to start a personal training business. Like that's that's stuff that we did in our cert three and four, right? Mm, yeah. And it's really cool to know because it's not like when we were younger, we could go into the coordinator's office and say, I want to start my own Instagram PT mm. business because oh, yeah. it didn't exist. It's yep. like you had to do a personality test. You had to then be put in a like categorized box. You have mm. to work in an office. You're going to be a fireman. Like it was so restricted, but obviously they didn't know what was coming in the future. Mm. So to know that kids now have a class where they can talk about starting their own business, they can learn so cool. the hard yards early. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I still remember like careers. Like, did you have like a careers office where you yes. would go and they would, you know, I'm like in year seven or eight and they're like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> and they give you the book 
and it's got the towels on it. It's like, well, this is what you need for that. This is what you need for that. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting nowhere in life, right? And it's just this, just this like petrified feeling. So I love that these things are becoming more mainstream, more talked about, more normalized. Because even when I was younger, like personal training wasn't seen as a career. It wasn't seen as like something that you could do well with. It was seen as more of like a hobby or an interest. Whereas now, like the fitness industry is booming and it is such a great opportunity to be able to move into that space uh, and ride the wave as well. So I think for today, uh, we're going to go through and talk about some of the key problems um, and also the impact of these problems uh, that these guys have mentioned. However, it is so applicable for everyone and anyone listening, whether it's yourself, like advice to your younger self, or whether it's like children that you've got, you know, teenagers um, or anyone in general, right? Like these problems are still quite universal. Yeah, that's right. So naturally, uh, whether you are starting a PT business or you're on your own training journey, there are elements of health that can hinder you taking action or how well you perform in certain sports or the gym um, or just your self-talk around yourself doing physical activity. There's Mm. so many mental and social health implications that can affect that. Um, And I think it is a little bit or a lot more different these days with social media, you know, comparison. You're seeing what everyone else is doing and people might Mm. look like they're the best at this and you naturally compare yourself, um, not to mention the misinformation that's on social media, TikTok, and I know you've spoken about that before, but a lot of young people are on TikTok scrolling and scrolling and how can you get a fitness program in like five seconds, you know what I mean? So it is very different to when we were younger, but we need to draw our attention to this is the reality. There's a lot on social media, so mental health is probably a lot different now than back when we were younger. And we are going to talk anecdotally, of course, um, but you need to get yourself in a positive frame of mind to take action towards an activity that you enjoy, which might look different to everyone. So you don't have to, yeah, it's it's interesting when when taking action towards something because a lot of people use sport and physical activity to help their mental health, but then having poor mental health can also be a big barrier as well. Mm. So there's a fine line between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to like, I guess what we're going to be talking about today, like in regards to mental health and mindset, one of the key, I guess, problems or issues or conflicts that was coming up in some of the questions that we got sent through was the lack of physical fitness or activity in teens um, and how this sort of relates to mental health and mindset and why that is, I guess. So I'd love to hear from you, Danny, like maybe some of the rationales or some of the reasons as to why you think that might be the case. Yeah, so um, again, off the back end, a lot of kids and teens are spending way more time on social media and that just, Mm. you can be scrolling and an hour passes, you know, like the activities are different. We didn't have, oh, when we were a little bit older, we we went on the computer after school, but it wasn't until we were much older. So the nature of activities have changed. People are less likely to go outside and undertake sport, why would you when you can come home and just sit on social media and have a laugh with your friends? So I think that's probably a big thing. And, um, yeah, that's probably the main difference that I've noticed, more people getting involved in social media and Mm. a lot more people working on computers, even parents as well. Um, So the more time you are sitting in front of a screen, the less time you're performing physical activity. 
Yeah. Was physical activity when you were younger like the cool thing to do? Was it something that was cool? Like was it everyone was active and playing sport? Well, I'm when I reflect, and I'm talking about, I don't know, 15 years ago plus, you just wouldn't really think about physical activity for the health benefits. I think it was yes. more natural just to run around with your friends or your siblings or your cousins in the front of the street, you know, kick the footy outside the front of your house because there was not that much traffic on the road. Like it, it was just what you do. You come home from school and you go and play in the backyard until it's dinner time. Yeah. So the the attention, and even at 13 and 14, the attention wasn't there thinking I need to do sport for this reason. You just mm. kind of did it naturally, which yeah. is so, so different. Yeah, I agree, right? I think mm. it depends on where you're at, like where you live, what school you go to. Like all those things do matter a lot because even from my own experience, I was the same, like growing up in the country. Like I always played sport because it was the thing that you did. Like if you're from a country town, you always played netball, right, or you played tennis or you just played community sports because that was the normal thing to do. However, in school, it was like, oh, PE. You know, yeah. it was always like, I can't, I don't want to play PE. Like, we're going to throw this discus. <laughs> like, what am I, what am I doing, right? We're going <laughs> to sports days, swimming days for me. Like, oh my God, that was like the end. I hated swimming sports, couldn't swim properly, <laughs> picked yeah. out all the time. Um, but it was just the way it was sort of taught. Whereas when I speak to my partner, he was like an athlete in sport in school, right? Like he his whole um, I guess teenage years was geared around him um training for sports, right? Whether it was football or basketball. So he grew up like that where he was actually thinking about, oh, I don't want to do this on the weekend because it's gonna impact how I'm gonna play. Um, whereas I was the opposite, right? So I sort of think it depends on like where your interests are at, what your um aspirations with fitness are. Like I didn't really have any aspirations back then, right? And it doesn't mean that you can't have them later on because obviously I work in the fitness industry now, but I had no physical fitness aspirations, but sport was very cultural for me. Um, I did it to connect. I did it to meet friends. I did it because it was the norm to play sports on the weekends. So we're always going to, I guess, rise to our norm around us and, you know, blend in with what the culture is too. So if you're at a school, for example, or in an environment or a town that sporting is like a very common normal thing. Like in school, we play sports or in school, we participate and we take this seriously, then you're more likely to actually do that and value it. And the opposite is going to be true as well. So I think, especially at 13 and 14, you, you're only going to want to fit in with your peers and do what they're doing. So if your friends are not participating in sport, it's a very good chance that you're not going to want to do that as well. Yeah, so true. And I do recall, you know, doing discus and shot put oh. and all of those athletic high jump. High high jump. jump. Yeah, okay. You, you brought up my trigger now. So <laughs> I could not even jump over. Look, I wasn't that athletic at, at 13 and 14. Thank goodness I started playing tennis mm. after. But my point being like, in the traditional school system, and it sounds like this school has a little bit more flexibility, so that probably means most of them do, mm. um, you know, we had to do things that we didn't want to do, which there's yeah. no problem with that. But the only problem is if you're not good at an activity, so, for example, me with high jump just was not my jam, mm. and then I really got down 
like on myself and and then you start to say oh I'm not as fit as the other girls or you know the other guys and I'm no good at athletics and then you start to get scared to go to the the Mm. fitness class and all of that like doing the beep test and I understand that teachers are in a position where you know you can't like cater for everyone individually it's about doing the activities and then the people that thrive in that one they see that through the people that thrive in soccer they see that through or whatever you're doing but Mm. it is very important to recognize you cannot be good at everything you cannot so you can't get down on yourself which you know easier said than done because as you said you just want to fit in with your peers and if everyone's jumping over the high jump and you're the only one who can't you're going to feel bad about yourself but you need to recognize that put that attention towards something that you are good at Mm. I was no good at athletics or swimming um but tennis I, I i started to play that and then you build the confidence that way so mm. i know there will be people or even parents with kids listening to this and it is important to try different forms of physical activity but you know it's okay if you're not the best at it just find mm. something that you you have a little bit of natural um attention to and natural enjoyment and then see that through Yeah, absolutely. Because mindset and motivation is like essential if you're an athlete, right? Like if if you're just someone that enjoys physical activity, like you're probably going to like lose motivation and then just not follow through and that's okay. But for an athlete, like when sport is like your bread and butter, um, it's what you really want to do. Anyone that wants to even move into the fitness industry, right, or really pursue this uh, as a career, you have to acknowledge that your mindset and your mental health and, um, you know, your thoughts towards these pieces are just as important as the physical stuff because, you know, we we speak about this a lot on the podcast about, you know, your mindset is the difference um, between being able to be successful or not. So there's a massive component there. And it is one of the biggest things that holds people back regardless of age, because when you're younger, like you said, Danny, you get stuck in the comparison. You don't want to feel embarrassed. Like that's all mindset, right? That's all influence. Uh, And the same as when you're older, like it's the exact same. People don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to try new things. They've got a bad relationship with failure. Um, They just want to stick to what they're good at. Uh, So you do have to go through that trial and error. Like we know that from swimming sports that we weren't going to become (laughs) good swimmers (laughs) Um, but if we didn't try it we wouldn't actually know right so you have to be able to you know get over the fact that like it's going to be uncomfortable at the start um and you know there's lots of things I could say about you know just like letting go of certain people in schools that are you know laughing or whatever it might be you've just got to learn to push that aside um and try it because like what you said Danny if you don't try you're never going to know and the same with like um tennis for you or competing or anything uh or even for me like I had no interest in sports at all it wasn't until I was like 18 or 19 or 20 that I really started to get into exercise and training properly so if you don't try um you're never actually going to know right and that's the mindset piece that comes into it which is really important to stay consistent Exactly. That is so true. And it's okay to not win at everything because the lessons that you take from sport, if your team loses, it's going to hurt. You're allowed to feel upset. You know, you can go home and have a bit of a teary, but it's it's all part of it because then mm. it makes you hungry to improve and to go back to your training, you know, whether it be sport or back to in the gym, you know, to get you back there and the resilience that you learn from not being a winner mm. um, carries for your whole life into yep 
you know, being late teenagers into mm-hmm. adulthood, into when you own your own business, you know, or it that resilience there, I never want to see disappear from young people because mm. you have to learn. If you fall down, you get back up, okay? That's really, really, really important. So you might not always feel motivated if you're in a period where, you know, you you feel like you've given it your best and you're just not getting the result you want, but you have to draw your attention and say, well, I did give it my best in that moment and the outcome, okay, I couldn't control the outcome, but I can just control how I show up every single day and how I get better every single day. That is the most important part of, yeah. of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like that motivation piece is super important. And someone I love um, consuming content from is like anything from LeBron James. Like he oh, yeah. has the mindset of obviously an athlete. Um, but when you actually listen to these people that are the top, like right at the top, the top one percenters, like they just have this like relentless work ethic and ambitious uh, ambition that is so much greater than motivation ever is right like he used to talk about you know doing multiple um training sessions in a day um when he was like not very good he's like the only way i can get better is by working harder um and he's like and i will outwork other people and he's got like another quote that's uh like never too high never too low you know like he's Mm. never never too high of like you know having an ego of being like i'm so good at this or whatever he's never too high but then he's also never too low because if you get really low then you can get really high and vice versa but just sort of staying in the middle and i think when it comes to like mindset and motivation when you're young like it takes i think it's 25 like not until you're 25 years old that your prefrontal cortex or the wiser parts of your brain actually fully develop so you know you're going to have a lot more volatility when it comes to emotions and um, motivation all these pieces too but it's just about realizing that it's the small tiny things that you do on a daily basis when it comes to your mindset with being like actually no like why would I expect to be good at this when I'm just starting? You know, like I don't expect to be a, like an athlete before I've done the work and before I've put the time in as well. So working on your own mindset like starts now when you're younger, even when you feel like you're, you're more insecure and like, you know, you've got more peer pressure around you and more social stuff going on. Like that's when the work actually starts. It's only in hindsight now that I can look at it and be like, oh yeah, like you went through all of that for a reason, but going through that is what makes you, like you said, Danny, keep with and have the consistency to be able to build that motivation muscle. Exactly right. I love it. The motivation muscle, that is just such a good way to look at it. So what we wanted to reiterate was really it's never going to be an easy ride like in in anything we do in life. So you need to recognize that there will be times that you get knocked down and all of that, but that resilience and working the motivation and, as you said, not getting caught up in the the highs and the lows, you just do the work every day that you can. Um, so that is totally normal to come across and you'll probably come across it for the rest of your life. So learn to honour that process, learn mm. to honour the work that you have to put in to get good at something. Um, and and if you don't know, then you can ask for help, you know what yep. I mean? You, you don't, particularly at such a young age or any age, really, we often think that we have to know it all on our own or mm. just because someone else knows what they're doing, why don't we? But yep. Don't be afraid to ask for help from anyone who can help you in that in that area as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. One of the questions that did come through as well um, was what is the best form of motivation for an athlete? Um, And I think one of the things that we sort of agreed on was that finding something that you love is really important because you don't have to really try to be motivated when you're doing something that you enjoy. And I'm not saying that you're going to love it all the time, right from the start, every second of the day, um, but you love the outcome right? You love the way it makes you feel. You love the progression that you get. You love you love the, the time and the commitment that it takes to be able to get something you've been working hard for. So you love the reward. Uh, and I think when you can find that thing, and as you mentioned, Danny, like it's not swimming sports, it's not high jump for us. Like we identified those things and not what we wanted to do. But for some people it would have been, you know, and they really loved it. So they stayed consistent with it because there's no way you can put in the hours and it what is it, like 10,000 hours to master something? There's mm-hmm. no way that you can put in the hours if you don't first enjoy the task or the outcome of what you're actually doing. Yeah. So what was that turning point for you? Like how did you find what you love? Mm. I actually got into fitness through running. So I started running um, when I was younger. Naturally, I wanted just to lose weight, to be honest. That's why I started running. Um, but I got addicted to the like the performance side of it, like beating my personal times, getting faster, getting quicker, getting stronger, getting fitter. Uh, I got like really addicted to progression or personal development. And then I saw that bleed over into other areas of my life because running in general, or any sort of endurance-based sport, like there is so much mindset that has to go with that. Honestly, stay with, push through a low tolerance pain um, for a longer period of time. That, in my opinion, is harder than lifting a heavy weight because a heavy weight's done like that. Like it's just, you just grunt it up. Whereas if you're going to like hit the pavement for an hour or more, that takes like, okay, stay with it, stay strong. So when I realized my capacity with running and I I got really good at it because I enjoyed it and I was consistent with it. um, When I realized, okay, I'm really good at this. What else can I do? Like, that's what I actually loved. And that's what naturally led me into the gym and sort of challenging my body and my mind in other ways. So for me, it's very much like 50-50. Of course, like I saw great body composition changes, but I I wasn't even focusing on that with the running. Mm. Like I I forgot about that very quickly because I was like, okay, I need to make sure I'm eating enough, fueling my body. Like it's not just about losing weight. And I realized I got into it for the wrong reason. Um, And you have to have a game like a performance metric for everything that you want to do because vanity metrics will not keep you going. That's motivation, right? Like I was motivated at the start um, from a place of fear rather than like passion, drive, interest, love, desire, like all of those positive emotions are going to keep you consistent when things get really hard. So for me, it was running. uh, But again, it was more the mindset that I got really addicted to. I built so much confidence and self-esteem. And I think fitness can do that for a lot of people because you start giving back to your body. Um, You start valuing your own um, health on all levels, whether it's like mental, emotional, physical, you start like respecting your body. Um, And this is just my own lens of what I went through. Obviously, it's not the case for everyone. And some people have a harder journey going down that avenue. But for me, it was more about I fell in love with the process of failing forward and getting better over a period of time and just how much of an impact that had on me and everything I wanted to do with my life. That's so good. And it's such a you know, good um, debrief on the benefits outside of just a physical change. You know, Mm. it's not worth it just for that. There's so much more in it. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Mm. 
What about you though? I know I know partially your story, but I'm curious right from the start, like how it sort of was that addiction for you or what was the piece that kept you going? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, as a young kid before getting into high school, I played every single sport, like every single sport. But then then the mental health and social health implication came in. I mean, going starting a new school, I think it would have been around or 12 years old in year seven. Mm. Everything was new and I didn't I had like one friend from my primary school. So I I was socially isolating myself just because I was shy a lot of people came from um, the school in the same suburb from primary school into high school so they already had their friendship groups um, which I found really tricky to be honest so then I sort of just stayed and did my little thing with my my like one friend for the first two years but that caused me to stay away from sport and physical Mm. activity where normally I would just go right in and say yep we're doing this but you know, so going into a little from a little bit of social isolation that I, I put on myself and being shy and, and not being the most confident kid out there to then being thrown into, you know, the school sports, being picked last, you know, being like everyone would stick with their friends. And that's fine. It's like a game of survival in high school. Yeah. But having poor social and mental health made me stay away from physical activity. Um but then, you know, my my dad actually helped me get into tennis um, and said, hey, like, let's do something outside of school that you mm-hmm. love doing and you can meet new people. Your brother can do it too. So I had that safety in having my brother do it with me, which really allowed me to, to feel connected because we were super close, even though we still got on each other's nerves. Um, so then doing something completely that I loved really just changed everything around. And then you get older and similar to what you were saying, you get that confidence and that motivation and you you tap into different parts of yourself, like a healthy competitive side, you know, learning that you're not always going to win, but if you try harder and just give it your best shot, then you might win one day and, and so on and so forth. So I really enjoyed that. Mm. Um, but then it was more a lifestyle choice. So I played that all the way up until early twenties, but then I sort of wanted to go out and do what a, if someone in the early twenties would do. So waking up early for tennis on the weekends wasn't a priority yeah. anymore, um, which is, it's totally fine. You're going to go through your life and age and change and your priorities change, but yeah. that's the beauty of sport and physical activity. It can be malleable to your life and your priorities. So that's where the gym came into it. It was on my schedule. I could go whenever I wanted um, yeah. and then here we are today. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's hard. And as I said at the start, you know, if you feel a bit socially isolated, if you're not that confident, it can be a big, big, big barrier. And I can understand why people just are too scared to reach out for a coach or too scared to try something new because they're going through enough pain on their own but Mm. physical activity is the antidote to all of those problems like it just makes you feel so much better you just have to find the one activity that you love and that you know you're not going to be fully confident in at the start but you just dip a toe in and then slowly you get more confident there's Mm. something out there for you you just have to find it yeah, absolutely. Really well said, Danny. I think one of the biggest like pieces as well, like one of the best pieces of advice 
that I would give anyone younger is honestly to find, yes, something that you love, but something that you love doing with people as well. Like having something that you can socially engage with others, especially when we talk about social media, you know, like a lot of people are on their phones and engaging in that aspect, but joining local sports um, and communities and, you know, like there's even gyms, like that's a network in itself. Like you can find things where you don't have to be isolated because one of the best, I guess, advantages of being younger and realizing that you love this is you can start building that network now. Whereas like Danny and I, we had to start building that older um, in our twenties, right? Because it, it was, I had to change a lot of the people that I hung out with because it just wasn't an interest um, that I had when I was younger. But if I did, I can imagine that I would have built like a bit of a stronger community and network with people. Um, and as we know, when you're hanging out with people that value the things that you do, it's only going to enhance your mindset and your priorities around this piece as well. So finding sports or finding things that you enjoy that you can do with other people is probably a really good place to start. And then like what you said, Danny, later on, I was the same. I was like, I love solo progression where I'm like, you know, I can run on my own or I can lift on my own. I can do these things on my own. Um, But I think team sports definitely has a key player um, in sort of getting the ball rolling as well. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't have trained on my own as a teenager. You know, it it was the team aspect, driving to the, yeah. the sport together or meeting up, having a laugh. You know, it wasn't until, as you said, early mm. 20s that I, I, you know, then you start studying at uni or whatever you mm. do after. You might have your own business by then or work for whatever. Whatever mm. you do after school, I'm trying to say, um, it then you can sort of prioritise things around it. But it doesn't mean you have to stop sport. That's just what we did. But hey, yeah. I pick up a tennis racket every now and then and have a hit because it's just so damn fun. So yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And once you get good at doing something, you know, like we're probably really proficient and advanced at lifting, I would say. Um, like you said, you you get you miss the novelty. Like I've started running again, picking up your racket again. Like you sort of get back into certain things because again, you sort of become addicted to that progression. You're like, okay, I want to try something new. Um, whereas when we first started, that was really daunting because we just felt like we weren't very good. And it was that mindset piece, still worried about comparison, worried about what other people would think, worried about those things that are outside of our control, rather than just getting better and if you have the mindset of like get it just get better like one percent better every day um then it allows you to actually not worry too much about the external piece and focus on what you want to do because as we mentioned in like you know just alluding to one of the questions like how it actually affects your physical fitness you just won't do it do you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're worried about all of that stuff, you're not going to have the motivation. It's going to feel really hard and you can't force someone to do something they don't want to do, right? Ask myself, like lying myself out of PA as a 13-year-old. You just can't force <laughs> someone to do something. So when it comes to like how do you prevent people from slacking off or how do you make people more motivated? You get them invested in their own health and fitness by finding something that they love or with people that they love, right? And that's how you generate that motivation because it shouldn't be hard, right? Like sports should be enjoyed. Yes, you're not always going to feel like training. Um, we're not always going to feel like it, but I would say like 80% of the time you should. There's going to be hard days, don't get me wrong, but the majority of the time you should be enjoying the form of exercise or the form of movement um, that you've chosen to do because Running's not for everyone. Lifting weights isn't for everyone. Tennis isn't for everyone. Swimming definitely isn't for everyone. Um, <laughs> but some form of exercise is for everyone. It has to be because our physical health relies on it. You just have to spend your earlier years tr- like going through trial and error to figure out what your modality of fitness is that you enjoy most. 
Exactly. That that's a an awesome recap, really. Mm-hmm. So absolutely love it. And um that's gonna carry the lessons we learn now and you know, they're gonna carry into adulthood and beyond, as I said. So it's really important to always prioritize physical activity because there's never going to be a point in life where it's not important Mm. you know people grow up then they have kids and it's important for you to still look after yourself but then be an example for your kids and the life cycle goes on and with um the way that a lot of jobs are sedentary you know more people sitting down um the future looks a lot different but it's not too late to make a change to to still find a way in which we can stay fit and healthy um Mm. subject to the individual but it always has to be a priority no matter what we do yeah absolutely and you know i know that these questions have come from year eight and nines but i even think about this now i'm like you know my kids like i'd love to get them straight into sport i don't have kids but when i do like i'm thinking about all the things i didn't prioritize and what would have made them more enjoyable, right? Like not being told to do something or not being pushed into a certain box and realizing that's so much more optionality out there than what you uh, anticipated, but then even more so now. And I can only imagine more so in the future that we had like limited amounts of things that we could do when we were younger growing up in schools. But it just feels like, especially, you know, these sorts of subjects and different classes, like the curriculum is expanding. People are understanding that there's more to movement than just even physical health or looking a certain way or moving your body uh mental health is just a massive component it's only growing the awareness around it too so thanks for the questions guys we hope that this did um answer some of them and we also hope that everyone else gained some value from this podcast along the way too thank you everyone